Before we start the episode, I would like to inform you ahead of time that our guest shared a personal story that may be a little sensitive for some listeners. This was a great, engaging conversation that I believe all of our listeners will appreciate. Thank you so much and enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of BG Chats. It's a conversation between myself and Bishop Gaston team members. I'm your host, Antonio Stinson, the digital storyteller at Bishop Gaston. And today I'm joined by our lead floor tech, Megan McCoy. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. So first, let's just talk about your journey here to Bishop Gaston. Ooh. What got you here? Actually, um, <laughs> I was working at MUSC at the time, and this was like six years ago. So I got here like in 2016, in November, and I just had stopped working there. And I hit up my homeboy that I've known for almost 20 years, Michael Martin. And I was like, um, hmm, I said, are y'all hiring? Do you, do you know anybody that's hiring? He was like, man, I'm glad you called me. Um, we have a position for a floor tech. I said, oh man, that's what's up. And um, like maybe a week or two later, um, I came here and got the interview with uh, Will Nugent, who was our manager at that time. And I've been here ever since. So it's been a good journey. I've learned a lot being here. A lot of patience, a lot of diversity between so many people, you know, and, and it's a it's a real warm, it's a real warm, welcoming place to come to work. I like coming to work. I tell anybody when we do um, interviews and stuff, I'd be like, hey, I drive from Somerville every day, five days a week. And that's like 23 miles from here. So if I could get up 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning and drive all the way from Somerville all the way to Jan's Island, I like my job. I really like what I do. So And I see the difference of what I make when we clean somebody's carpet or clean somebody's tiles or just engaging with the residents and they know my laugh a mile away or something like that. So it's, it's a pretty good place to work. I can't, I don't have no complaints. And how long have you been here now? Over six years. So what is it that has kept you here? Is it the interaction with the residents you, t- you talked about? It's the interaction with the residents, is with the team that I work with, um, they make my day. Actually, if I'm going through something outside of Bishop Gaston, I really look forward to coming to work because I know somebody's gonna make me laugh. And once people hear that laugh, they know like, okay, that's Megan coming around the corner. So <laughs> so yeah, I, I and, and the fact that having that um, relationship with managers, that's something that I've never experienced. I've never experienced on any job that I've been in um, to have the ability to talk to them and them to understand you. So yeah, those are the reasons why I come to work. Is there anything that surprised you about the job? Yes. Um, the friendliness, the open door, the actual open door policy. Um, that just wasn't a saying. That is actually the truth, you know. To, and, and I never experienced that. That was a surprise to me. I, I did not experience that at all. And even when I had times that I was going through stuff, they literally, honestly cared. It wasn't no faking or nothing like that. They literally cared. And and that really what actually makes me keep coming back even more. So, yeah. Yeah, because when I first applied to the job and all I read was retirement community, <laughs> 
I'll be honest, my thoughts were, you know, probably what everybody would think of. It was like, you know, it's slower, it pays, you know, the residents kind of make key to themselves. And, mm-hmm. But it's complete opposite. Yeah, very opposite from where I used to work at West Ashley. It was a smaller community, but I used, I'm used to working with um, senior citizens. So, it, and they make me laugh. Like, some of the things I'd be saying to them, I said, well, that's what's up. They said, Megan, what's that? I said, it's okay. <laughs> so, sometimes when I say a little slang like that, they'd be like, well, I, I don't understand. I said, well, that means it's okay. They didn't turn around, well, that's what's up. <laughs> Sometimes we got to teach them like they teach us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't have a problem with doing that. I like I like seeing the little slangs and stuff. And then, you know, a lot of times I still got residents that ask me about my daughter because she used to work here and stuff like that. So, you know, and then I got a couple of them that's my Facebook friends. <laughs> so do you have a favorite resident story or just something that sticks out in your mind from the last six years? <sighs> um... Let me see. Let me see. There's a few of them. Like, like a few of them, they have my actual telephone number, like my cell phone number. And they are like Miss Mead. She'll call me out of the blue. And she'll be like, Megan, I have, I have a problem. <laughs> and I said, what's the problem? Well, <laughs> and I love her little southern accent. And she'll come and she'll say, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. And I said, Miss Mead, you're fine. Like, they'll text me out of the blue in the middle of the night. Or Miss um, uh, Miss Arnold, she used to call me at eleven o'clock at night, and she, she was like, "Megan, I have a problem." I said, "Well, Miss Arnold, it's, it's eleven thirty at night." <laughs> so, so I'll come as soon as I come to work. I go straight up to her apartment. <laughs> but like, how does that make you feel knowing that they trust you enough to do those calls at night? It's it's. It's strange, <laughs> but I keep my phone by me um, because my oldest son, he lives in San Diego. And at the time, he also was in um, Japan. So I always tell him, I said, y'all call me. I have my phone beside me. Not expect 11 o'clock at night, but um, it, it, it gives you a warm feeling when people can actually trust you. You know, trust is something that you got to earn. It's not given. And for them to have that ability to know that you know i'm still gonna give them that pleasant attitude the pleasant voice and all and answer my phone that time of night it it, it makes you feel good i i have residents text me at seven o'clock on a saturday morning just to tell me that a event ain't going on so I, <laughs> and i text right back okay <laughs> thank you <laughs> so i deal with it all <laughs> and it's okay it's okay um so now we'll talk a little bit about yourself outside of work. So you mentioned you have a couple of children. Yes. Um, so just talk a little bit about your family. Oh, God, where can I start? Um, my oldest son, he is 27. He'll be 28 this year. He's making me a grandma oh. for the first time. And um, she will be born in August of this year. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, my daughter, she is 22, and she finally found her way in life <laughs> so, after going through 15 or 20 jobs. <laughs> so every six months, she's like, Mommy, guess what? I'd be like, okay, you're not going to get fired or you uh, you don't quit. So, <laughs> so um, now she's working as a pharmacist in Walgreens, 
And my youngest son, he'll be 21 this year. So, and that's my pain. That's my headache. Oh, Lord, that's my headache. But, you know, we have our bumps and roads. But, you know, at the end of the day, we cool. You know, some things he don't like about me. Some things I don't like about him. Uh, <laughs> but we work it out. Um, and I've been dating somebody now for almost five years. I call him Mr. Paula. I don't call him by his name. <laughs> I, I, I just can't see myself calling him Reggie. It's just, I'd be like, Mr. Paula. Mr. Paula. <laughs> I said, don't let that go to your head. But, you know... <laughs> And that's about like my grandparents. Oh. My grandfather was alive. Uh-huh. She always said, Mr. Stinson. <laughs> I, was, I was like, uh, you know that's your husband, right? Yeah, you called yeah. him by the first name. I mean, she, I mean they, 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 they're married 50 years. Oh, wow. And as long as I've been around. Wow, she, that's Mr. what's Stinson. up. <laughs> <laughs> and he called her, what, Wilkes? <laughs> don't even call her the new name. Yeah. He called her maiden name. <laughs> yeah, he don't call me by my name either. Yeah. If he called me by my name, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Megan. <laughs> He said, well, you call me Reggie. I say, well, because I was trying to get your attention. Exactly. <laughs> can't bring it back on you. Exactly. I was like, we can't do this together now. <laughs> so we make it work. Yeah. So you said you're excited, but how does it really feel knowing you're going to be a grandmother? Oh, man, I feel like a kid in a candy factory. <laughs> I am just like, she told me the gender like a couple of weeks ago. And she's like, Miss Megan, don't tell anybody. Just me. Lord, you know I can't keep this. <laughs> I got on the phone. I called my mama. I said, Mama, guess what? She having a girl. Because she don't do, you know, Facebook or nothing yeah. like that because they was going to do it live. Uh-huh. So I said, you know, you know what? Let me call my daddy. I said, Dad, let me tell you something. Dale had to have a girl. He said, oh, yes, yes. And I said, you know what? Let me call my mother. <laughs> so what you're saying is she told the wrong person. Yeah, pretty much she did. <laughs> but I didn't tell nobody on that side. I just told everybody on this side. So, you know, certain people I can't tell, like my aunt. My aunt, we call her Live 5 News. So <laughs> I feel like we all in our family got Live 5 News in our family. <laughs> yeah, she 2, 4, and 5. <laughs> It goes on Facebook and they'll be like, no, I can't tell you. <laughs> That's the one person I didn't tell. <laughs> then I came in and told my daughter because I told her friend who works there, her friend is Nandi. And I said, Nandi, I said, I have a girl. And she's like, you have a girl? I said, but don't tell Kalani. <laughs> she said, she's like, how I can have the secret? And she doesn't know. I said, she'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so... So I feel like you're going to be the grandma that spoils, aren't you? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. So did you want a boy or did you want a girl? Honestly, I think the girl fits me. I need a girl. I need to be a little bit more um, softer, <laughs> as I should put it. Um, I grew up with three brothers, so I don't know nothing about the sister thing. I have no sisters. Um, my cousin, she's the closest thing that I call a sister. I call her sister cousin. So, and, and we do it the same. But, you know, growing up as the second oldest, you either getting punched by the oldest or you get punched by the one behind you or something like that. So I need somebody to soften me a little bit more. Being Because I, I was in the service. So I'm I'm just a little little too hardcore sometimes. Let's follow me like... Stop walking so hard. Why are you so, you're walking militant? I said, I said, you know what? Whatever. 
So I want this girl. I want this girl. And the fact that she's going to be a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what are some things you enjoy doing outside of work? I like to go hang out with my cousin, man. She, she is, um, she's a breath of my fresh air, you know, along with dealing with my kids and dealing with Mr. Paula and stuff like that. Like, I like hanging out with my cousin and my homegirl. Like, you know, we just got together last week, Saturday. We went out to Hollywood. I think we've been out there for like almost seven hours. Mm. Just standing by the bonfire and just chit-chatting and stuff like that. So it was, it was pretty dope. And she texted me. She was like, my cousin texted me. She was like, man, when you go back again, please come and get me. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so is that like your person, like, you want to do something random, you just... Call her up. Yeah, it was very random. Mm -hmm. It was very random that day because everything was just, I think everything was just aligned that day. And um, my brother called me. He wanted us to come to an oyster roast. I can't eat oysters. I'm highly allergic to it. Mm -hmm. And I can't take the chance of somebody fixing the food right and, you know, oyster juice or something. Getting it. So I was like, well, no, I ain't doing that. And then my homegirl called me and I was like, okay. I'd be like, all right, dog. I'm coming out there. Da -da -da. Then my cousin called me. I said, wait a minute. Hmm. I'm a cousin back. I said, hey, cousin, you want to ride to Hollywood? And she's like, yeah, give me 30 minutes. And gone down the road. <laughs> I made it home by 2 o'clock that morning. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like I'm getting from our conversation. You'll always do your best to enjoy life. Of course. I, 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 honestly, I honestly take it more different now. That I took it a couple of years ago. Um, I was in a situation where a guy that I was dating, um, he pulled the gun out and he shot at me and he shot himself. So um, I saw it. It messed me up for a while, but I thank God for Daniel. Um, he pulled me to the side and he convinced me to do like the therapy and all that stuff. And he was very patient with me. Uh, very understanding and all that stuff. Michael also, like that was my dude and still my dude. Um, so to be in that situation, I don't let nothing try to bring you down no more. Because when God bring you out of something like that, there ain't no reason for you to be crying or, you know, being sad or angry because life can be taken away from you just that fast. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy life and I love life. And I respect life. So that being a grandma and seeing another part of me come in this world, oh yeah, I'm gonna spoil her to death. I can't remember her name, but I know it's something something rules. <laughs> as long as you remember when she's here. That's yeah, all yeah, that's all I need to know. <laughs> but uh, I do want to say, first of all, thank you for sharing that. Oh, no and problem. Sorry you had to go through that. Hey, listen, it's life experience. Yeah, but it's good that, and I, you just gave a great example we talked about earlier with Bishop Gaston. And our managers, our leadership yes. being there for us. Yes. Getting us through tough times because, I mean, like you said, that's rare. Yeah, it's There's very rare. There's a lot rare. of places that would not have supported you in that way if you acted, you know, a certain way and not asking any questions. Um, and I think, again, that just shows the culture here. Very. And how it just supports us. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't have a similar story with that, but I had my own stuff that I was going through. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, I got hired in March of 21. Yeah. My uncle died in April. Wow. Didn't have no PTO. When I came in, he died that morning. 
Kimberly told me, you need to be with your family. Damn. I didn't man. ask, and I just said he passed. She said, you need to be with your family. That's what's up. That's what's up. You don't get that. You don't get that. Mm-hmm. You're just a number. Sometimes you're just a number, an employee that works. But you have, and one thing I honestly can say when I first got here, and even up to now, was Sarah. Sarah opened my eyes about a lot of stuff. Because for her to know everybody's name <laughs> that works in these buildings, and this was before the Glen opened, I was like, she she still know my name? <laughs> and it's, it's surprising to see how much they care about you as a person. You're just not a number. You are a human being. And that makes you just be like, I don't want to go to work. You know, that, it don't matter what I went through, even with my ex, with my kids, my son having ADHD and running back and forth to school. Man, I could go to Daniel and I could tell him like, and he, you know, me and him bounce stories off of each other, but you always think you're in this world alone when you're dealing with stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then you come and meet somebody who has dealt with something either about the same bigger or less but they still treat you like it's something big you know what i'm saying they just don't brush it off like you don't exist and and i'm i, I like things like that uh, that melts my heart when i see that so yeah yeah i mean you talk about sarah knowing names she knows resident names and <laughs> i don't know how she i i don't know everybody's names me either sometimes i have to look at the badge and yeah. say, oh, okay mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know how she does it um, keeps up with names, keeps up with, I mean, she even knows like what people do. Mm-hmm. She knows the residence backstory. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredible. It's amazing. It is amazing. So I am very thankful to have a CEO and COO. I love Aaron's laugh. Like his laugh. Just oh, yeah. That's another laugh. Talk yeah. about your laugh. That's another laugh, you know, my way. <laughs> so I'd be like, okay, at least I'm not the only person yeah. in the building that got that laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love working at Bishop Gaston, and this ain't no faking or playing no games. I I talk about Bishop Gaston and, and stuff like that. People see me and they be like, ask me about my badge and stuff. And sometimes I used to take it off, put it in my pocket, and then sometimes they real they recognize the shirt and they be like, you you work at Bishop Gaston? I'm saying, you know, I ain't got no badge on. <laughs> no, I mean I go to Chick Fil A right on James Island. Yeah. And I've had some of the workers ask me about oh. official gasoline. Hey, they I, said I hear about it all the time. Yeah, that means right next door. <laughs> and um, something about, and I didn't really realize because I'm from right around where you are, so mm-hmm. I'm in Goose Creek. Yeah, I've been born and raised up there. I didn't know really much about Bishop Gaston. Yeah, me either. Until I came, and then being in this area is like carries a weight to it. The name, yeah. and the brand, it just carries a weight to it around there. Yeah, it does. That's why when I go out, I carry myself in highest regard. Yeah. Because I'd be like, I don't want to embarrass nobody. Exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I don't have no no uniform, no yeah. badge, or I still feel like I gotta. Yeah, I gotta stand at attention. Yeah. <laughs> just, and, but that just shows you it's they treat us so well that we don't want to go out there and put themselves in a bad light, exactly. or, you know, a bad name, yeah, or no. anything like that. Of course not. Of course not. So I. I take, like I said, I take my job with me when I go home. I just leave it on the outside until I walk back out that door again and I pick it up. (laughs) And um, the last thing I'll talk about is, um, you kind of touched on it with Sarah, but, you know, March is Women's History Month. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, I feel like we have 
See, they have to have some of the most like women in leadership roles that I have yes. seen yes. in a big organization like this. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, what do you think that, and even with yourself, I mean, you're the lead floor tech. Um, how do you think for young women, seeing people, seeing women in these type of roles, what do you think, what kind of impact that can lead for them? I, I think it, um, I think it should, can show them that it's not like quote unquote a man's world anymore. Um, you can strive to be anything and anybody you want to be. Um, it's just showing as an example that we can excel. You know, there's no limitations to anything in this world. And I always believe in you do right, you get right. And, you know, just to see the impact of so many females that are in leadership roles is amazing. You know, because back when I was growing up, you always saw men. You didn't really see too, see too many females. But to see a lot of females now, man, that just like is is wow. I I love to see females in in that role, you know, to to say, hey, I'm I'm a manager or I'm a COO or CEO or something like that. So that that gives me great pride to know that, hey, I can keep on climbing. You know, this ain't just the only stop. I can keep going and going. So even for the younger crowds, and I talk to my daughter the same thing. Like, don't let nothing hinder you. You are strong, you are independent, keep pushing. You will see one day it's going to pay off, you know, and she's just 22. So I really talk to my daughter because I don't want her to feel like she's just, that's it. Man, climb, man, you, you'd be surprised where you'd be sitting at in the next five or 10 years. So yeah, I, I love to see I see younger, older, middle, whatever age in that in that leadership role. It, it gives, it makes me feel good as a person and as a female. All right. Well, thank you so much, Megan, for joining me. Oh, man, anytime, anytime. <laughs>